0: Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. In each episode, we will sit down with a guest and talk about news and events related to the sport and hobby of pinball. Here are your hosts, Lauren
1: Gray and Rebecca Salem. Welcome everyone to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Girl, it's
2: been a summer. It's totally been a summer. It's been a summer. Remember how we were like, it's all going to get better. And then like, Everything got, I wouldn't say worse, but worse. <laughs> I wouldn't say worse, but it got very dizzy. And oh. then, I mean, I won't say full on worse, but like just hectic and busy.
1: Yeah. Very busy. We both had stuff going on in our lives. Uh, for our new listeners to the show, I am Lauren Gray. This is my co-host, Rebecca Salem. And uh, we talk about all things Lady Pinball. But um this summer, summer of 2022, has been hot garbage. It's hot garbage. I was about to just, I thought you were saying just hot, and I'm like, correct. No, hot. Well, it has been hot because, you know, we live on the devil's back porch in South Texas. But no, it's, it's 90, yeah, it's 96. We're recording this at 6 o'clock. In the evening and it is 96 degrees in Austin, which means it's probably 98 in San Antonio because it's always a little bit hotter, but it's going to be okay. I'm so happy we're back to doing this. I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, because as Rebecca put it, she's like, you guys can talk about all your tech stuff. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) this is so true. And I, it's, it's something that I'm passionate about because I think that.
2: VR pinball kind of gets a bad rap. Like, people are like, it's not pinball. I'm going to correct you, Lauren. It's not VR because we'll talk about VR a whole other day. Virtual pinball. Virtual pinball. Sorry. Virtual pinball. Which you can sometimes do in VR. Like, you can do it in VR. Yes. I've done it. I totally want to get a VR set. Like, that's a whole other episode. You should.
1: But virtual pinball. I love virtual pinball, and I've talked about it on the show, and I know you've talked about it. We love it. So we are so excited about our guest today. Please help me welcome to the show, Lynn Crouch. Yay!
3: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Lynn, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you being here. For folks who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the hobby and what you're doing today.
3: Well, obviously, what I'm doing today is being on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: True. Very true.
3: But I stream virtual pinball on Twitch under Lynn in Denver.
2: Are you in Denver?
3: Yes, I am. (laughs) It is truth in labeling. And I have even documented some of the build of my home-built virtual pinball cabinet on a YouTube channel called Lynn Makes.
2: That's super exciting. So before there was this pinball cabinet... What was there before the virtual pinball cabinet? Has this always been the virtual pinball cabinet, um, physical pinball? What was your journey like?
3: Well, I've always gone and done the physical pinball at the bars. In the community, we refer to it as physical pinball <laughs> at this point, to differentiate from the virtual.
1: Physical versus virtual. Like, and how long, I mean, was pinball something that was something you played early in life? Did you come like, to it later on as an adult?
3: A little bit here and there. I played machines off and on when I was much younger, but it was a matter of opportunity. I mean, I'm a military brat, so so there were times I didn't have good access to machines.
1: Yeah, because some countries are just a hard no on pinball, just hard no. But Or like they're very random. It just depends on where you're at.
3: Well, we were in a little place called Woomera. When we were in Australia, there was no pinball to speak of in this place. And oh. when we'd go out of town, pinball was not on our radar. Now, the big thing that got me back into pinball was the pinball arcade.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
3: Very
1: nice. And we were talking about the, the pinball arcade, the app?
3: Yes. Yeah, my husband saw that it was on Steam and we definitely like, yeah, we could play this. We could definitely play this. Well, as things progressed, we moved into a house. We got our own physical pinball machine.
2: And that's, is that the firepower?
3: Uh, no. Our first machine was Gottlieb Solaride.
2: Oh, oh. such a great machine.
3: So it was a 1979 solid state. We traded up to firepower.
2: There you go. I was like, Lynn has put, I, Lynn has streamed her firepower with Powerballs. In it. Because, Lauren, you know my I opinion I blame you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I blame you.
3: I blame you and Jordan.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Lauren, if you just stick Powerballs in, like, any machine without magnets, it's a great time. <laughs> but don't tell Mike to put them in the Ghostbusters at What's Brewing, because then I will hate Mike forever. Although they did put a center post in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. At least there is that. But... I can't wait to talk more with about like with Lynn about all of her virtual pinball and physical pinball hobbies, and I'm just sitting here thinking about like mm, Solar Ride, except for the one at TPF which crushed me.
1: Man, I had the best game of my life. Like that was my best game at the women's tournament. Uh, you know how much I love Carrie Wing, who we'll hear from in a little bit. But I actually got first place and and Carrie got second and I couldn't believe it. And I like almost like wanted to cry because I love Carrie so much, but she like, I think of her as the goat. Like I, she's one of the best players I've ever seen. And I'm like, I can't believe I won.
0: I was like, Oh my God,
1: it's happening. But I love solar ride, but I am excited to talk about virtual pinball. We talked about this right before we went on the air. I got reintroduced to pinball by the pinball arcade app, just like Linda. And I feel that virtual pinball is I think it's amazing. I think, you know, there are differences between that and physical pinball, and we'll talk about it. But I think it is such a big part of our landscape. And there's so much more you can do with it compared to physical pinball. And, and we'll talk more about that. But let's jump into news. Rebecca, I'm so
2: excited. You could, you could go. You could. I, yeah, I could. I feel in like theory. you could be there. You could there. In theory. Do you know how much work it's going to take, Lauren, to get
1: there? I believe in you. <laughs> I be- Girl. Okay. So what we are talking about, listeners, is that they have just announced the dates for the IFPA Women's World Championship for 2023, which is based on the 2022 records. So,
2: And if I remember correctly, is it they take the top... Is it that – it's top 16. So it is top 16 open and then top 16 women. So there will be overlap. Because I was creeping. I was looking at the top 16 women and it it pretty much is basically all also – It's Yeah, like I I looked. And so I'm thinking – now my math is bad. We know I'm bad at math. My guess is is it'll probably be more like top 24, top 28 if you just look at the like women's only tournament rankings – so, and right now I'm 41st. So I'm like, I can do that, maybe. You have some time. You have a
1: few months before the end of the year. Um, for our new listeners, the IFPA is the International Flipper Pinball Association. They are the governing body of competitive pinball And um, this is an opportunity for the top women in the world to go and play. And Rebecca's close. I am not close. I'm like 93, which I'm just happy I broke the top 100. Believe me, I like had a moment. It was a personal goal to hit the top 100 in the women's division. And I did it. And I'm super happy about it. But the World Championships for the women is going to be March 18th and 19th. There was a slight snafu with the dates because at first they were going to do it the same weekend as tpf i'm like don't make me choose and then i was like there was a riot end up in the world there (laughs) i got i got nervous i'm like um one i'm super excited that it is its own separate event i think that is fantastic it is nice when it's connected to another event like i get like if it's connected to a con or connected to an expo or something like that but I feel that this solidifies it or is beginning to solidify it as its own thing. Like, we don't have to be attached to something. We can have a women's event stand on its own. and It's going to be hosted by uh, Jack Danger at Dead Flip Studios in Chicago. Um I think its it's, I'm just excited. I'm so excited. Even if I don't make it, there's part of me that wants to go.
2: If you don't make it, no matter what, you should go. I probably can't because I'm... Like going to a million other places. And I think at that point, like my coworkers will kill me. But I mean, it looks really exciting. I mean, I was trying to figure out what and how often I would need to play to make it. And I was like, okay, well, I know that there is that other, uh, the Wizard World tournament at that is what I think like August 25th, 26th, 27th. Um, in Indiana so and it's the second time they've done that and like all these women are going and it's for women only and I'm just like oh man like dang it like I wish I could make it um but instead I'm just gonna show up to the San Antonio tournament on the 27th anyway
1: so you have I'm looking at the points right now mm-hmm. and yes from Seattle she's like at 91 she's at the cutoff right now I'm recording this like on the 15th of August and I mean she's got 91.3 points which is I'm like, I can't catch that because I'm like at 35 points. Like, There's no way I'm going to catch that in a couple of months. Absolutely not. But uh, you are not that far behind, girl. You are not that far behind at all. You have 55 points. I
2: feel like 40 points is doable. Hey, and there's more. There's more that's coming. I'm like, has yeah,
1: Christina you entered pinball in? Expo. I got second.
2: I got a ribbon. <laughs>
1: You got I got a, a ribbon. ribbon. Yeah, Rebecca drove down to San Antonio to be in our tournament. And also take you to lunch. Like, the lunch was priority. That was also. We also had Lady Lunch. Um, Those of you who follow, uh, you know, we, we should post that on Backbox because
2: that was a really cute picture. That was a cute picture.
1: They took me to this, like, like super, like, Lady Lunch brunch, like, French place. I'm going to tell you, I had this amazing th- thing called raclette, And uh, it was, like, a giant wheel of cheese. And they melt it and they scrape it on bread. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was really excited it was so
2: good it was so good <laughs> and i wasn't gonna order it and rebecca was like we're gonna get that i'm like okay you thought about it and i just said yes they're like would you like one yeah yes. you just
1: said yes mm-hmm. and I this would. man came by and i'm like i'm so excited to see you is everyone excited to see you he's like yeah because <laughs> he was like the cheese guy and i'm like this is so who so but anyway yeah. anyway enough about cheese yeah. we can talk about cheese. <laughs> well, i'm sorry this is a podcast about women in pinball not cheese although if any of our listeners out there want to have a podcast about cheese we would be happy to be guests because we love it probably all the cheese people we met at fantastic <laughs> that's true i know we have to have that episode by the way i know that there's been a bit of a there you're gonna get a block of episodes you're welcome I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My life has been a little like, wah, wah, but uh, we've got uh, the Barcelona episode, the fantastic episode, and then we'll have this episode drop um, here in late August. So uh, we're excited to kind of be back into the thing, into, uh, you know, the height of pinball season. You know, we've had a lot of summer things go on, but um, as we move into October with pinball expo on the way, uh, one of the biggest events of the year, we're just really excited. But we wanted to make a big deal about the Winds world being its own standalone event and that they announced the date. So it's definitely on our calendar. We're
2: valid. We're finally a population. Yay, so excited. So excited. We fill out the census. <laughs> anyway, um <laughs> I can't. <sighs> anyway, speaking of filling out the census, it's basically <laughs> like leaderboards. Um except it's leaderboards for populations and genders and locations. Great pivot, right? <laughs> Great pivot, because I like how you kind of went to that because uh, we've got something else going
1: on. And that would be the AIQ challenge from Stern that started today on the 15th. Go find an AIQ. Go. Go forth. That is your journey. Go. And it's going to be so exciting because all you're competing against everybody else That's playing on AIQ right now Stern put this together I'm really excited If you aren't a Stern Insider You need to do it It's totally free I'm really hoping they develop an app Taylor I hope you're listening Taylor Taylor Please make them develop an app Taylor Taylor Make an app Taylor Make an app now um, But we still love Stern Insider It's so much fun uh, I love scanning my code in And racking up all of those cool points And also all those cool uh, achievements It's so much fun but it's, it's, this is kind of a cool thing. And this is why having that interconnectivity amongst all of the Stern machines, this is what you can do with it. And I think this is the first time they've really done anything across, you know, all of the world, you know, anybody playing in AIQ, you have an opportunity to, to
2: play. So quick, do it now before it's up into the billions. By the yeah. time that this episode airs, it's going to be like 18 billion is going to be like the score you got to beat. But. Just go play stuff and get achievements. It's it's very validating. It's a validating experience.
1: I know. I love that when I get to something first. I'm like, look, I'm in like first place. I'm like, yeah, but like three people have played. I was like, I don't care. I'm still a winner. Still a winner. Still a winner. I love it so much. It's Jordan there getting you snacks. Is Jordan back there?
2: I mean, I'm not going to lie. Dinner just did get here and it was a sandwich and it wasn't a very crinkly brown brag. So <laughs> uh, if people are looking for uh, some sweet, sweet uh, Uber Eats ASMR, I was gonna uh, we're say, not this sponsored is- by Uber Eats, but, you know, if they wanted to sponsor us, like I can get behind that or like DoorDash, please sponsor us. We'll take it.
1: You know what? We could talk about our... Um- Our
2: sponsor right now, District Cutlery, because you could use knives to cut the sandwich. You know, when you get it from the store and it's not fully cut all the way down the center, you do need a good knife.
1: You do need a good knife. Um, Our amazing sponsor, District Cutlery, based out of Washington, D.C., Knives, Knives, Knives. And... The crew over there is amazing. They have, of course, uh, Pinball 25 is the secret code if you wanna get your knives sharpened. You can do that through District Cutlery. You can ship your knives to them. With my move going on in July, I have the knife on my counter. I need to send it to them. It just seems weird because I just have this knife on the counter wrapped, but I need to send it to them. But again, District Cutlery, if you wanna buy knives, if you're into knives, if you wanna get your knives sharpened and you don't trust that like weirdo dude at the fair, you could just send it to them. They're professionals. They got a new pinball machine They traded out Iron Man Um, They got a new machine At District Cutlery. I'm very excited
2: But Iron Man's thematic, What did they get?
1: I don't know know. Hold on I do know Oh my phone died Oh I'll put it on the interwebs Because Okay They sent me a picture Check the show notes Yeah check the show (laughs) notes I'll put it in there later Uh, But uh, they did get God I don't I think it was a Deadpool I think Um, Which also would be on brand Because Katanas
2: They could take out the Katana And then sharpen it and then yes. that would actually be very unsafe. <laughs> uh, but
1: again, districtcutlery.com,
2: District Cutlery, Washington,
1: D.C., for all of your knife needs and a big fan and supporter of the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Mwah, chef's kiss. Um, but, you know, as we go out of news and somebody that cuts down the competition, because I just talked about her um, because she's like our special boo. Good, good, good one, Lauren. That was good. good. Like, I did you like that? It <laughs> was nice, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm gonna play you off. <laughs> we are gonna go into our uh, newest segment here on the show, which is pin tips with Carrie
0: Wing. Yay! Yay! Hi, my name is Carrie Wing. I'm from Kansas City, and I am a competitive pinball player, among other things. Now we're going to talk about Doctor Who. This game came up in a recent tournament as well. and We had some interesting discussions on different strategies. So basically there's three main things going on in Doctor Who that are going to score you good points. One is multiball. The second one is loops and or playfield multipliers, which are kind of tied together. Uh, And the third one is video mode. So first I will talk about multiball. What you want to do if you want to play the multiball on Doctor Who is choose Doctor Seven because it will make it essentially so it takes fewer hits to start your multiball. You want to lock two balls in the saucers, and then you want to hit the targets that are kind of like Pinbot. There's like five targets in a row, and you hit them until you fill out the light grid. And then you want to hit one of the little Dalek targets to start your multiball. Ideally, if you can, combine this with Playfield X by hitting some side loops along the way, and that way you will score more in your multiball. Now, a note. While multi-ball is pretty tempting, I don't always do this as my primary strategy. But if I'm player one, it's actually more attractive because those locks are open. If you uh, are player one, you can plug the lock shots so that the other players can't easily get locks. (laughs) Kind of sneaky. (laughs) Um, If the locks are already plugged and you're player two, three, or four, then you have to hit the dangerous stand up in the middle. Now, there is a ball save for that, but it's not as nice to shoot as the locks so it actually makes a difference whether you're a player one two three or four on doctor who all right now i'm going to talk about loops on doctor who if you're going to do loops the doctor you want to choose you have three possibilities you could do doctor number two which makes it so that little stand-up target that you shoot when you're setting up your side flipper shot it makes that stand up worth more or you could choose doctor number three which gives you more time for sonic booms when you get to the sonic boom round Or you could do doctor number six, which means as you're hitting those side loops, your playfield multipliers are building faster. Now, keep in mind on Doctor Who, when you're picking doctors, if you pick a doctor, it lasts for the rest of the game. And a lot of times you're going to have a chance to pick more than one doctor. So don't get too hung up on this decision. Pick the one that you think will help you, but you're going to get a chance to pick more later. And actually, you might get to where all seven are lit sooner than you might think. So something to keep in mind. Anyway, so you're doing your side loops. You want to do your side loops until you max out your playfield X, those little inserts that have multipliers on them. Then keep hitting your loops until it diverts the ball to your lower left flipper. This is the Sonic Boom Round, and it's worth a lot of points. I want to say 40 million points per shot. Now, there's a couple things you can do during Sonic Boom Round. What it wants you to do when it diverts it to that flipper is shoot the right ramp for the W, then shoot it to that left shot that has the H on it, and then the side ramp to spell who. However, some players have found that after you've been shooting loops for that long, it's hard to suddenly gauge where that right ramp is, and it's a dangerous shot, and you might miss it. So some people just ski pass, skip the W, and just go to the H and the O, because it's actually safer, and those are the same shots you've been hitting before anyway. So something to keep in mind, especially if you haven't had very good luck with that right ramp shot. Now the third main scoring thing for Doctor Who is video mode. And I recently have found this is surprisingly lucrative and a little bit easier than I thought. So if you're focusing on video mode or maybe you're focusing on it just for one ball or something, you want to choose doctor number one because it makes it easier to light video mode. That makes it so each time you hit the escape targets on the right, it gives you two targets instead of one. So basically you can light your video mode more easily. Then the second thing I learned recently that's very important is you can play multiple waves of video mode without relighting it. So once you've played your video mode, you can just go right back to that upper left shot and play another one. And I think you can do three or four waves without relighting it, which is a total game changer. (laughs) Now, during your video mode, if you didn't know, there's all it is is short hops and large hops. You're basically hopping over obstacles. Now, basically, you could do a short hop every time if you want, because when you're in midair, if you realize you should have hopped longer, you can add the second flipper and make it a long hop. So that actually makes the video mode easier to get to. And then there's another bonus at the end of every video mode. If you just hop at the end and like when you see the TARDIS, it'll give you extra points. And then there's extra points for completion bonuses. And I actually tested out this strategy last weekend and I decided for ball three, I'm just going to play video modes. And I got through all nine waves which I didn't even know there were nine before, but and there's all these like little completion bonuses and stuff along the way. And each the waves are not that hard to get through. Like I was able to like get a perfect score on every wave. And I came out with like 980 million points. <laughs> now, like to be fair, I had played a multi-ball before, but a lot of those points came from video mode. And everyone in the room was like, uh what? And I was like, I'm gonna have to keep that in mind. <laughs> So don't discount your video mode, especially if you just need quick points. And it's actually relatively safe points on Doctor Who. Carrie's
1: the bomb. I love her so much. She's the bestest. She'll definitely be going to Worlds. Oh, yeah. She's totally going to go to Worlds. She's definitely going to make it.
2: I don't know, man. Is Carrie going to make it to Worlds? I don't know. No, she'll by make it. my <laughs> I mean, possibly probably win it.
1: Yeah, like, uh. I mean, there's so many amazing women that play, but I love her because she's just like stone cold. Like, she's just like sitting there reading a book, being super chill. Like, she's like, nothing bothers me. I'm Carrie Wing. But we love her and we love that she's just a part of the show. She's so... She's just so chill and she's just got so much knowledge. She's writing it in her super secret book that she is now sharing with our listeners because she's awesome. But uh, love uh, our segment, pin tips with Carrie. So thank you so much, Carrie Wing. But we have, we're talking virtual pinball today. We are so excited about our guest, Lynn, um, because as I, as we said earlier, we like the Pinball Arcade app. We like virtual pinball. We feel, you know, at least I feel, I won't speak for Rebecca, I feel that it's a really
2: great introduction to physical
1: pinball, and there's so much more you can do with it.
2: I was about to say, like, are you about to say that virtual pinball is real pinball? Because the answer is yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> it is yes. Don't. I hate. Oh, mm, I hate that more than anything when they say it's not real pinball. I was like, um, there are flippers and a ball. Uh, Yes, that is how you play pinball. It doesn't matter whether it's a hard silver ball or if it's a digital silver ball. It's all the same. Lynn, what? Drew you. So you you went and you started playing in these barcades and started playing in bars. What was the jump between doing physical pinball to virtual pinball?
3: Well, it was the combination of the pinball arcade. And then when we were house hunting, like in 2015, we actually have a friend. His dad offered us his pinball machine, which was Gottlieb Solaride.
2: Nice. I didn't know that it was just offered.
1: (laughs) That was not mentioned. And like, why does this not, I'm so happy for you, Lynn, but this never happens to me. No one gives me a free pinball machine. Like this does not happen in my life.
3: Well, first it wasn't working.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, it's like, here's this giant paperweight. Here you go.
3: (laughs) But I did do a bit of a dive because I was looking at like, okay, I got to find a way to see what this machine is like before it comes in. So I know what to look for. And I downloaded visual pinball and This was Visual Pinball 9, and there were a couple of builds of Solarite available. They weren't the most accurate thing, because, well, Solarite has one slingshot. These builds had two.
2: Mm. (laughs) Okay. So, Lynn, for the people who are listening who aren't familiar with Virtual Pinball, can you kind of explain, like, there's a huge Virtual Pinball community. Can you kind of explain the different aspects of that? Because I feel like... Visual Pinball version 9, if I didn't know, <laughs> it would have gone over my head. So kind of explain to me what Visual Pinball is. Like, what's the dynamic of Visual Pinball?
3: Well, Visual Pinball is a non-commercial freeware. It's kind of like MAME. In fact, there is actually a version of MAME that is part of the install that lets it run the ROMs for the old, for all the solid state tables. Well, not all, but a good portion of them. And
2: then... From my understanding is, is that people can basically, and what people have done is is they use the software to just make pinball tables, whether they're ones that already exist or they're entirely original, and then they like are really nice and they just give them to people.
3: <laughs> you know, the intent of the software is it's supposed to be completely non-commercial. No one's really supposed to make any money off of it. There's kind of Side exceptions, where people take donations to get resources. Some people will stream it, like I do. Yeah! And there's a few classes of tables. You have the recreations for ROM-based tables, which you're basically building a simulation of the physicality of the machine. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the further ones, where it's, again, a recreation, but... It's of an EM, so there's no emulation of the logic. Somebody literally goes in and scripts what the table does.
1: Okay. So th- so for uh, folks who may be not super techie, it's the idea that the computer, you have to tell the computer exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah, And you, if you have to do that, if you have to code that, you have to write every single, when it hits A, you know, bumper, it's supposed to go to B, sling, or B, drop down. Like, you have to code all of
2: that.
3: Well, in this case, it's not only here's where the ball's supposed to bounce.
2: Like, you're coding in physics and stuff.
3: A certain amount of it, but there's also the keep track of the points, keep track of the modes. And the one further than that is the recreation of either what amounts to a ROM-based table that doesn't have emulation available. In this case, there's a build of Batman 66 that qualifies as that, where it's a complete reconstruction of a Spike 2 table.
2: And Lauren, it's amazing. Like, it's really amazing. And we've played some visual pinball. We did the uh, TNA, like, beta. We've, We've played that. And I've watched, I think, some streams of a... Iron Maiden, Lauren, um, and also I've seen the Batman 66. But then what's also neat is, is that people do entirely original tables, too. Do you have a favorite, Lynn? I'm just curious.
3: Well, I'm slightly biased. One of the tables I like to revisit, and in fact, I'm modifying it right now to improve it, is a table for Masters of the Universe. Ooh. As in the property with He-Man and She-Ra and all that.
2: And I know we've had discussions on this show about a a dream for, like, a dream theme would be, like, a She-Ra pin- princess of power. So yeah. we have had that as a dream theme. That's so cool. And so you're modifying, like, you have the knowledge and the skills to go in and modify this table. How did you learn that? Like, what, what, how? Explain. I don't. Computer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: computer. <laughs> well, I did take basic back in high school. That was a long time ago, though. Okay. So part of it is just sitting there <laughs> staring at lines of code, and it's like, okay, how did they do this so I can fix it?
1: Yeah, so basic's a type of code, like, um, you know, the, the different types of code that you would have your computer run on, and that is like, basic is literally
2: basic code. Okay, cool. Because I was going to say basic is Uggs in a PSL, right? Like, I'm pretty sure that is basic. That is what I understand as basic. It is the pumpkin spice latte of coding. But it is
1: like one of the introductory (laughs) pieces of code that you can learn. So
2: That's so
3: cool. Now, part of my soft spot for that table is the fact of it's an older release. I am trying to update it to the newer physics model. But I actually contributed to that table on its first release.
2: Well, so now we don't even have Lynn, Lynn the streamer. We have Lynn the home brewer.
3: <laughs> but there's this software called Pinup Player. It's a basically a video option for Visual Pinball. I rolled out the first what we refer to in the community as full DMD. This is the modern stern video display.
1: That's amazing. That I mean, that's worthwhile achievement. That's not easy to do. So that's amazing. I've not played virtual pinball. I've only done the pinball arcade app. So I'm really excited about this. You know, we talked about you kind of made the jump to doing virtual pinball. W- what do you think are the advantages? I mean, I could on the surface, like, you know, there's an easier turnaround, you know, <laughs> um, if you know coding. But what do you feel are the advantages? What what makes you love uh, this community and this um uh, this world of virtual pinball so much compared to physical pinball?
3: Oh, it's a fact if I can go downstairs and play hundreds of tables on my home-built cab. That is pretty amazing. I fell deep down this rabbit hole. I actually have <laughs> a full-size wide body downstairs that I call Radiant Silver Ball.
2: It's a beautiful name.
3: It's a full three-quarter-inch plywood complete with pinball parts. I've got a real plunger. I've got a real coin door. I've got chimes.
2: <gasps> oh, that's awesome.
3: It's got a knocker in it.
2: That's amazing.
3: It has actual pinball armor. But yeah, I've got side rails that were meant for a Black Knight 2000, because I could buy those new. The Lockdown <laughs> Bar came nice. off a Paragon, a Bally Paragon.
1: Ugh. That's awesome. I love that. And you've ne- I mean, that's kind of when you see those, you know, machines, it's like a 50 in one, you know, video game cabinet. I, I feel that's the same thing for for this pinball. Is there anything or any IP or something, you know, besides Masters of the Universe? Um, is there something that you want to do or is there uh, maybe a, a direction you want to go um, in the future with your your virtual game development?
3: Well, I'm working with my husband a little bit on doing, I just refer to it as secret project number one. We know what the theme is, but I don't want to let too much out on it until we're to a specific point. Because I want to make sure that if it peters out, I don't disappoint everybody.
2: <laughs> That's fair.
1: I've
3: seen a lot of that.
2: Yeah.
1: You, know, you
3: po- Somebody posts work in progress photos of what they've been working on that you don't hear from for two years.
2: And then you're just like emotionally devastated.
3: Well, not quite. Let me just
2: ask this. Is it, is it Sailor Moon? No. (laughs) Just, okay. I was just like, I just need to know to like either prepare myself and hype myself for two years or like brace myself for the inevitable possible emotional devastation.
3: Well, after the broadcast, I'll let you in on what it is. (gasps) Oh,
2: (laughs) Lauren, we get secrets.
1: All right. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Sorry. Um, but it, is it, is it something original that you developed or is it from like an, an IP? Is it something like, you know, from? It is an
3: IP. <gasps> sorry.
1: I love it. I love it. It's like that guy, I think he's in Australia that's making a Castlevania cabinet. Like, but it's a physical pinball, but I'm like waiting. I'm like, I want it to happen. It's like, come happen. It's like, I want it to happen. But I am so excited.
3: Oh, I have to tell my husband about that. Castlevania is one of his faves.
1: Oh, I love Castlevania. Again, besides cheese, Castlevania uh also Laura <laughs> Olympus uh we will discuss those on another podcast but i i love that i love the fact that you you, you know you this is something you can do together the development the turnaround time i mean it does take time to code this it's not like you know you get paid for this it's your job but it's something that i feel is not as cost prohibitive and also as you know it's like I've taken over my entire garage because I have like a, you know, artisserie and all this stuff. Rebecca, you know this life. Uh, you know, it's all these pinball parts and all these things. You know, it's just you and a computer and you've got one cabinet and you can make magic happen. And I've said this before, virtual pinball, especially if you're using previous IPs and games that are physically available, the best way to learn rules, bar none, is the best way to learn rules. The physics sometimes can be a little off, but it's not that bad. It's not that, but it is the best way to learn, to learn different machines. It is the best way, if especially things like, like AIQ. That's incredible. <sighs> I love you, Keith Elwin, but that game is incredibly complicated. I can't. Well, don't necessarily
2: blame Keith.
1: Ray I don't, did I code. don't blame
2: him. They, yeah. <laughs> blame Ray. <laughs> blame the Ray. right person.
1: We love you, Ray. We do, but.
3: <laughs> yeah. Implications from the fishbowl. Who is the. Uh, lead programmer who has done the work on stuff like batman 66 and he's doing a second version of guardians of the galaxy and iron maiden legacy of the beast he's also been working on that he's part of the Pin workshop these days
2: that's right Pin workshop is a group of people i know that
1: Tell me a little bit more about this. Is it just everybody getting together, trying to work on things and just, you know, sharing secrets and things?
3: Yeah, they're kind of a loose conglomerate of table creators that they have a minimum standard that they're trying to meet with tables. So they'll pull tables, the tables will get revisited, rebuilt. They'll do new ones. They did an original called Blood Machines that was based on a movie. I forget which country it's out of. Oh. But it's a really cool table. It's
2: really neat. So, Lauren, we have blood machines on our virtual cabinet. And, oh my gosh, I... Feel really terrible. Be- Carpenter Brute. There we go. I was like, if I don't remember this, I'm like, Jordan's on the couch over there, and I'm gonna feel really bad, when I'm like, Jordan, who did you- some music on Blood Machines? It's Carpenter Brute. Also, they did Blood Machines, was a three-part sort of like mini-series that got put out on Shudder. And it's one of the most psychedelically horrifying, weird, very enjoyable things that I've seen. And it runs about, I think, like 45 minutes. And th- the machine is great. Like, the virtual pin, Lauren, is absolutely phenomenal.
3: Yeah, and I will go ahead and put this out there. One of the things that has come about, because, well, some of this is in gray legal areas <laughs> with some of this, is that a lot of the times you're expected to buy music if it's an original table and it needs music. Like, the build of t- of Total Nuclear Annihilation, they expect you to go to Scott Denisi's website and buy the soundtrack from it.
2: But Scott's really nice, and he'll be like, have my music for free.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I have bought the soundtrack. I've actually bought all his music at this point. Because why not?
2: Oh, man, I'm terrible. I haven't given... I I bought the... I bought his... uh, I bought the... We got the vinyl. Um, And other than that, I'm just like, Scott, can I pay you in cat pictures? Will you accept cat pictures (laughs) and weird cereals?
3: Well, cat pictures, weird cereals, and pogs.
2: Yes, and that... (laughs) Scott's very flexible, I think, in payments. So, and that's the other reason why you need to get a VR headset, Lauren. You need to hang out with us in VR. It's a thing. I know you guys like do all the fun things. I need you too.
3: Yeah, I need to figure out which VR headset would work best for what I want to do. It's a major outlay, given that about the only place I would put it on would be my virtual cab.
2: And when oh, it's so fun! It's so it's it's a really weird feeling and. And, play, and playing on a virtual cab is also a really interesting feeling if you haven't ever done it before, but I feel like it's just the same as, um, you can do so many tweaks to it that you can make it feel very normal, but like it's super interesting. So, Lynn, you built your own cabinet. You've done all of this work. What do you have any like good tips or tricks to anybody who's getting into it, like whether that is on a computer or, you know, they've decided, I want to build my own cabinet. (laughs) I want to make it myself with coils and chimes and everything.
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, you have to be aware this is not cheap. (laughs) Well, I am $3,000 in on this cabinet between all the bits. And you have to be aware of the idea of expansion. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are multiple decisions you have to make as you're constructing. Now, one of the decisions I did make, there is the idea of the monitor configurations. Mm -hmm. So you either do what's called two screen, where it's just the play field and the back box, or you can do some variety of three screen. So the three screen is you have the play field, the back glass or translite, and underneath it you would have a DMD or what we in the virtual community call full DMD. Which full DMD means the sixteen by nine, very much a stern cabinet.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it has like the stern, newer stern feeling to it. So you have your mini screen, back glass or translight, and then table. I like that. I, I mean, that would feel much more traditional because you, again, you have that info screen, or you know, if you're doing you know special modes and things like that, it's it's easier to do on that third screen.
3: So Radiant Silver Ball is the stern modern design. Okay. For all intents and purposes. I based it on Solar Ride, in terms of the cabinet with a more modern back box attached. I went full DMD before tables were available <laughs> that took advantage of it.
2: That's so cool. See, you're on the
1: cutting edge. I love it.
3: Well, when I built it, Sword of Rage had come out.
1: Mm. Okay.
3: And we played it at the pinball show down in Game Room Expo here in Denver. Mm-hmm. And when I was making the decision, I was waffling between doing a four-to-one DMD style or doing the full DMD. And it's like, you know, I'm just going to go with the full DMD design because it's more flexible. Mm-hmm. I have not regretted the decision. <laughs> honestly. I've talked to some other people who have built or had their cabinets made, and they've talked about they went four-to-one and they're regretting it.
2: Mm. Interesting. There are so many decisions, and Jordan picked up our cab pre-built. Um, somebody was moving, and so we got super lucky, and we base and he basically just picked it up from a guy who was moving, and it came with all the bells and all the whistles, and all that was needed was a PC inside of it. And goodness knows, I don't know how that thing works. So, um, <laughs> what is the like? I feel like people who are getting into virtual pinball or who are very in the virtual pinball community, like specs, specs, specs. Lynn, do you, like, sort of what basic specs do you need to be looking for whenever you are going whole hog and building a virtual cabinet?
3: Uh, well, the best computer you can justify putting in it is a good start. Okay. So Radiant Silver Ball is a 4K play field. Literally, it's a 4K screen for that. Beautiful.
1: Wow. That's going to be real nice, y'all. Um, for our non-tech people, that that's that's really nice.
3: <laughs> well, is- a 1080, I started with a 1080 play field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 4K, a lot of the stuff you use a 4K for, it's not much of a step up from a 1080 screen. In this case, I went from a 47-inch 1080 screen to a 49-inch 4K screen, and it made a significant difference.
1: It's that, that screen that makes things... Like you can go like it looks like you're gonna touch nature. It like when you're in the Costco and you're like that T V looks beautiful, that's four K. You're like, why can't my TV look like that?
2: You'll be able to see all of he all of He Man's pimples. Yeah, all of his pimples. If he's gonna, gonna like, breakout, you're gonna know. Yeah. Did he exfoliate
1: today?
3: Well, I went from fuzzy apron car- apron rule cards to I can read all the cards. Ooh, that's, that's fancy. nice.
1: <laughs> that's super fancy. I think, and I think that virtual pinball it sounds like is very much like physical pinball in the sense of you can spend as little or as much as you want to, or you can, and. You can start out small, like if you have a computer and you can build a cabinet or repurpose a cabinet, you can make this work. I, You know, from what Rebecca's told me and what you're telling me, Linda, the community seems to be very um, embracing of people wanting to, to do this. I, I it sounds like a very supportive community.
3: Yeah. Well, the big thing that has added a boost to it is the arcade one ups and the arcade legends pinball machines that are out now. Seeing a lot of those. And the Arcade Legends one is actually a really good starting base Mm -hmm. for what it is. Because it's not a terribly expensive cab, and you can hook a computer up to it. Oh. Out of the box.
2: Okay, that's awesome. That's a good tip. Lauren, you know what? I will say they're a little bit smaller of a cabinet, like comparatively. I think you've got the space.
1: I could fit it in my baby apartment, maybe, like right back here behind me, maybe.
2: I think you could. Maybe. And you know how computers work. So you're already ahead of the
1: game. I do. I do know how computers work. I'm not I'm not the best coder, but I know enough to, you know, be able to troubleshoot most
2: things. But. Well, there's a lot of, I, f- I feel like there's a lot of support and they can, and there's a lot of like programs and things that you can get to kind of like help ease the transition. I know there's Baller Installer. I remember hearing about that. It
3: installs all this stuff. Oh, Baller Installer is well, Baller.
2: <laughs> is Baller.
1: <laughs> oh, this is so amazing. I I love the, how supportive this community is, you know, and how much it's developed over the last few years, especially. And and you're right, the arcade one-ups have really kind of leveled the playing field because I know a lot of people who have those cabinets in their home, so people should you know, be excited about that. And if there's an IP you want to do, or if you feel like, hey, maybe I could do this, you know, take that next step. I I, f- I feel that it's something that a lot of people could do. A lot of people are coding or have that ability now, especially as younger people. Uh, but you know, a lot, a lot of younger people do know how to code, like they they learned that in high school. Um, So this is something that I feel that people could do. And it would be really fun. Oh, I, I see Rebecca's laughing at me, listeners. She's just like, got this big smile. Back in the day, you know, let me.
3: <laughs> and I'm not a snob about using just free software. I have some of the commercial pinball simulators on the cab as well. So I'm running Pinball FX3. I'm running Zacharia Pinball. I'm running the Pro Pinball Time Shock on there. And something else called Pinball Wicked, which is basically a pirate themed virtual pinball. Yeah. And those are all available on Steam.
2: Hashtag Pirates Over Ninjas always. See, virtual pinball can be just as big of a money sink as anything else. <laughs> it's so true.
3: I've also played Demon's Tilt on the cab, <laughs> which there were a couple of TurboGrafx-16 pinball games, which was some Devil's Crush and Alien Crush, which were very much fantastical. Eight bit graphics and Demon's Tilt is in that very mold, and it actually will run on my cab.
2: That's amazing! I love that so much, Lauren. I feel like I have learned a lot of things today, and I understood <laughs> maybe seventy percent of it. And I think that's a really big improvement. I feel it is. Imp- you've grown today.
1: You grew. You grew.
2: <clears throat> and the little now you know star <laughs> is going across
1: your now across your you screen. No. Uh, ding, ding, ding. and
2: i feel like now we've managed to convince lauren to get a uh, arcade legends and Possibly. plug a computer into it yeah um because
1: i could definitely troubleshoot that because when i had to troubleshoot my physical pinball games i'm like my chris somebody can you come over and fix this because i don't know how to solder uh, so, but i'm like i was like i can get in and like you know break down some boards and things like that so we could make that work i i I feel like I, I want this to be an ongoing discussion. There is
2: maybe some minor soldering. Like
1: if you get, maybe if you mind- get into it and mm-hmm. you're Especially starting you to connect some it, stuff.
2: Yeah, Lynn's like, but- well, and I see Lynn and I'm like, yeah, technically, <laughs> Lauren, you but anyway, do uh, me. Like, yeah. like there's like. A, uh, you won't burn your house down
1: from yeah, a stock no. coil.
2: No.
3: no. Well, not on a virtual machine anyway. This
2: is true. Uh, I have seen my
1: machine smoke.
3: <laughs> well, you still could.
1: <laughs> true.
3: My true. machine does have coils in it because I've got a knocker and a chime unit
1: for for our baby startups uh, you know they'll work up to coils and things for an arcade legends lauren yeah. you won't burn your house down this is true yeah. this is so true and i and i love the fact that i could just do different things with it and youtube can teach you how to solder Yay, youtube i learn everything on youtube like what did we do like uh, i remember microsoft encarta and encyclopedia britannica i've dated myself you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> but now we learn everything on youtube uh but uh we've got This is so much information. Uh, Lynn, we'd love for you to come back on the show and talk more about this. Um, If people want to go check you out and see what you're doing and all those things, where are you at on the interwebs?
3: So I'm on Twitch at Lynn in Denver. It's very much truth and labeling because I live in Denver. (laughs) And my YouTube channel is called Lynn Makes.
1: And we will include those links in the show notes. And we will include a lot of the links that we talked about today. We we threw out a lot of different things. We'll include some of those um, maker locations and those groups in the show notes. And we'd love to hear more from our listeners. If you are doing virtual pinball, we would love to hear from you and tell us about your experiences. Uh, this is an ongoing co- conversation, I think. And I would love to see at some point virtual pinball be in competition play. Like that, that for me would be kind of a, a big thing because you, Rebecca, you and I are
2: competition players. Well, Lauren, did you know that there are virtual pinball competitions that do currently happen? Uh, we're going to have to have another episode.
3: Yeah, we're going to be doing a, ba- <laughs> we're actually going to be doing a battle stream. I actually recorded a promo yesterday <gasps> for a battle stream that Game Club Central is hosting.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We're gonna we're gonna talk more about
2: this, Lauren. You could do it. I could do it. Yeah, I, we're gonna will talk it. about it. Now, I think where it'll be interesting is, is whenever you get into if you had a virtual cab in a physical pin competition. I think that would be a very interesting thing to do.
1: That would be interesting.
2: It would be fun. I'd be down. It would. People definitely. would be so angry. I would have so much. fun. <laughs> they would be
1: so angry. But I love it. I love it. I would be happy. I know. I know uh we're wrapping up the show uh, we're coming to our last segment but before we do that i want to give a big shout out to our patreon supporters uh we have three new patreon supporters and i want to take a moment to talk about our chartutery level we usually talk about this at the end of
2: the show but i want to talk about it now uh because it's so much fun but we talked about knives 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 earlier so we can do this now yeah
1: we did so this is usually where knives 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 but we've had we had a shuffle in our uh where our sponsors are going. So we have a, a little slot here. We have three new sponsors at the charcuterie level. We have, of course, Derek from District Cutlery. Uh, love Derek. Uh, he's amazing. Then we have Devers Hallman, who is also supporting at the charcuterie level. And the Cheesemans, who kind of inspired the whole yeah. fact that we have a charcuterie plate. Who
2: we ate cheese with, literally. Yeah, yesterday. we did. Like
1: we, She was there two with the Racolette. Yeah, like two days ago. Yeah. Uh, but... The those people in the next month, two months, we're going to have them on uh, the podcast and they're going to be doing this next segment. And that's why I wanted to talk about it, that if you want to be on the show, but you're like, I don't have all this stuff to talk about. And you want to do the fun part. You want to do Inside the Pinball Arcade. Well, you can do that if you support us at the... Chartoutery level Which is $25 a month You can have your own episode Of Inside the Pinball Arcade And it'll be your own Special episode And it'll be great uh, But yes You can support us that way And then of course We have our $5 Nightlight level supporters We love all of you All of you are amazing Thank you Thank you so much But we appreciate your support I know our uh, We haven't been very consistent This summer And that's more on me <laughs> But uh, we appreciate All of the support Of all of our You know Old friends and new friends Here at the Backbox Pinball Podcast but it comes down to our last segment of the show a fan favorite og inside the pinball arcade lynn are you ready to play
3: i believe i am
2: okay rebecca you want to do this one i think we could take we we could take some turns i love it all right you go first okay lynn And I feel like at this point, I feel like we could open this up to both virtual cabs and physical cabs. Yes. Now, if there is a virtual cab that you mention, like, talk about it just a little bit so people have a reference. Um, Lynn, what machine do you love?
3: Hmm. Well, the Batman 66 definitely hits on that point.
2: And it's physical and virtual.
3: Yeah. And I watched the show when I was very young. I mean, it was on cable. That shows how old I am. It was on cable.
2: (laughs) Remember cable, you guys? I I remember cable well. I didn't have
3: cable. I mean, it was a strange period in the 60s, but you know, there's a certain charm to it. (laughs) And that table does capture the charm. It really does.
1: I love that. I love that. All right. Next question. What machine do you hate or dislike passionately?
3: Oh, well... It happens to have been the one one of the few streams that I changed tables midway through stream. And a little bit of background, because I do have a gender identity issue. So the table in question, I put it on stream like, Okay, we'll give this one a try. It's been years since I'd played it. Dr. Dude. Mm. Yeah. Now, I will constantly comment that I try not to hold a table seam against it. This one, I don't have a choice. <laughs> And it doesn't help that I was that nerdy kid that it says, you can't be, you got to be this if you want to get successful. And being trans and transitioning means that it amplified the effect for me.
2: I feel like that's a really valid reason to dislike a table. And I I feel like a lot of times we get answers like, well, I don't like it because of layout or rules or whatever. Or like, you know, sometimes I get like, oh, the theme is stupid, but it's like, yeah, no, like I can, re- like, like heck yeah, girl, you hate that table, <laughs> you hate that table.
3: So my husband, mod is my mod on my stream, and probably about twenty minute, twenty eight minutes in, it's like I knew I was getting ranty as it was, and he's like, dear, you should change tables. <laughs> <laughs> so I switched over to Batman sixty six for the rest of the stream. It was a nice way to cleanse the palette out, and
1: ba- Batman sixty six is a nice palette cleanser. I like that one. That's yeah, I totally. Totally agree with that answer. It's
2: uh, that's a problematic theme. All right, Rebecca, next question. All right, Lynn. What is your favorite pinball sound? And this can be a, like a sound that a pinball machine makes, or it could be like a sound effect or a call out in particular.
3: The knocker, the physical <laughs> coil based <Yes>! knocker.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We know. <laughs> I have made
3: constant comment on people's streams when they're playing a stern cab. And they have not installed a physical knocker. And we get that horrible stern substitute knocker noise.
1: Oh, the fake knocker.
3: A lot of streams, it sounds like someone put a finger in their mouth and it went, pop!
1: It's just not the same. <laughs> I mean... And, uh- <laughs> It's one of the things and I think that's the for me I love I love new new machines wh- whoever they has designed them but when I play an EM there is such a satisfaction or DMD you know from that physical knocker from those physical chimes it's just it I'm an yeah. auditory person like that is my uh, we host a podcast we like sound
3: <laughs> Yeah so, when I found out that I could change it on the stern tables on the virtual cab I went through and set them all to use the physical knocker.
1: Nice. Excellent. I love that so much. Lauren? Uh, what is your favorite pinball um, art package? This can be cabinet art, playfield art, um, a mixture of the two. Uh, what is your favorite?
3: Now, honestly, from a get out of your way standpoint, Total Nuclear Annihilation gets the nod here.
1: Ah, oh, love it.
3: Because it's a very clean theme, and the light show is part of the interface. It's part of telling you what you need to do so strongly you can't get away from it.
1: I mean, we got—y'all know this— for our new listeners, um, there's a whole lot of Scott DeNisi love in this podcast. We love Total Nuclear Annihilation. It is our opening theme song. Uh, we had fangirled over Scott DeNisi uh, several episodes ago. Uh, check it out. It's super fun. But um, I do. I totally agree with you. Yes, it has that 80s throwback feel, but uh, between Scarlet and just the whole vibe of that cabinet, it's very clean, which I I aesthetically like.
3: And I am a child of the eighties.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's something about it. Maybe, and maybe that's it for me too, but it's, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Like I just love, like it's the whole thing like was thought out really well. And um, I'll stop fangirling about Scott, but we love him so much, Uh, but that, that excellent choice.
2: And this is, I'm super excited for this question because, well, so it's interesting because the question is, what is your Holy grail pin? But we also have a question about dream themes, so that doesn't work. So, But I feel like if your Holy Grail pin is a virtual table, you already have it, because you can just download it.
3: <laughs> but remember, physical and virtual are not quite the same thing. I can have it on the cab, and yet I will have the physical. I have firepower on the virtual machine, and yet I have a physical firepower.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Lynn, what is your Grail machine? The machine that you want to own but do not have.
3: Well, it's partly a rarity factor because it's Ooh. not an American company. I was thinking time machine, Zachariah Pinball's time machine.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> excellent choice. Yes, please. Yes, all the yeses.
3: Because it's good. It's got a good challenge to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Lin- and Lynn, we've talked about this next question in the sense of like rebecca and i be competitive players but um outside of competition you know what is your favorite event or uh competition or thing to go to like in person uh, what's your favorite expo to to attend
3: uh, the problem is i don't have a good frame of reference for most of it because the only show i've attended has been the pinball showdown in game room expo here i haven't attended any tournaments that is partly because COVID. Yeah, boo. Because we do have a bells and chimes chapter here in town, and I Yay! just need to get up the gumption and preferably have an Obacron specific shot in my arm before I go.
2: I feel you <laughs> on that. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> please, please, and thank you.
3: Yeah, this arm right here, right now. Please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Oh, this is a fun. Who or whom, living past Real famous person, fictional person, you know, animated. <laughs> You've got lots of options. Would you like to play pinball with?
3: Well, uh, technically, I would be the man who got me into streaming. I would like to go to Free Gold Watch and play Manu.
2: Aww, Aww.
3: <laughs> Manu Smith of MPT3K.
2: We love Manu. He's wonderful. He's super kind. He was so nice.
1: I got to speak to him for a hot minute, but he was like super nice. And uh, I was trying to explain Mystery Pancake Theater to somebody the other day. And I'm like, you just have to watch it. like it's just- <laughs> <it's> just-
2: <laughs> You just have to go.
1: You
3: just yeah. have to watch. Yeah. One of these days I'll take part in one of the con- competitive riffings.
2: You should do it. You should do it. He was off on <laughs> Friday because he streamed the whole City Champ thing, which he did a yeah, really flawless job with that. Like it was really impressive. All right, Lauren, ready to finish her off?
1: All right, final question. Always the one everybody loves. Lynn, what is your dream theme? This is a theme that has not been produced, but that you would like to see come to life by either a virtual uh, pinball designer or a physical pinball designer from one of the major manufacturers.
3: Uh, well, we had talked a little bit about it between me and my husband, just about the idea of the Muppet Show.
1: All right, Lynn, sub-question seven. Who is your favorite Muppet?
3: Uh, It's kind of like between Kermit and Fozzie.
1: I love Fozzie. Good answers.
2: I did not brace Lynn for this at all, because I did not know that Lynn was into Muppets. But Lauren (laughs) is super into the Muppets.
3: Like, uh, again, I'm a child of the 80s. And by the way, the opportunity for the humor that smacks the foreheads of the adult playing. <laughs> I did not understand the whole it passed over the kids heads and smacked the parent in the face until we saw Muppets. You know, the more most one of the more recent movies. And the chickens came on for the number where they were doing forget you. <laughs> But we know while it was billed as Forget You in the Credits, it was not that particular yes, cut.
1: That is not the, the cut. But um, I am a massive Muppets fan. Again, another podcast that we could do. And for our newer listeners, when Rebecca, um, I asked her to be my co-host, you know, when we kind of, you know, merged, the question was, what is your favorite Muppet? And what is your favorite Muppet movie? And she had no answer for me. And I'm like, I don't no, know.
2: kind of. I said, I've seen like one Muppets movie. Therefore, it is probably my favorite. Have you seen more Muppets movies? Because um, honestly, we haven't talked about it, but it's kind of your anniversary. I have the Muppet. Min- I've been collecting the Lego Muppet minifingers with Jordan, number one. Yes. Number two, I d- haven't watched any more Muppet movies, but I did watch the season of Holy Moly where they incorporated the Muppets, which just finished. So I am... I'm going to give you half a so point like for that. 50%. But you know what I did do? I watched The NeverEnding Story, Lauren. So you know I what? did do that. Give me some credit.
1: I'm going to give you credit for that, but I'm still like the sad disappointment listeners. You can't see my face, but it's sad disappointment. You know, <laughs> I just watched The Great Muppet Caper and Muppets Take Manhattan last week because I needed some cheering up. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch Muppets Take Manhattan because I love that movie.
3: Yeah, we need to get more of that on DVD here in this house. Yes!
1: Now. Oh my gosh. It's, they're actually not easy to find, I think I was on Netflix and they only had like one of them. Oh,
3: what we really need, we need to get Muppet babies. Muppet babies is not
1: best. It's the best. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry listeners. I I we have to stop cuz I will go down the Muppets rabbit hole. But uh Rebecca, you still your your assignment is to um watch more Muppet movies.
2: Lauren and Lynn, you guys can go do a Muppets podcast on the side. <laughs> <Just
1: fine. laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that uh, brings us to the end of the show. Uh, thank you, Lynn, so much. We'll include links in the show notes of how you can follow Lynn both on YouTube and on Twitch and learn all about the magical world of virtual pinball. And this is our first conversation, but it definitely won't be our last. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it.
3: Well, thanks for having me.
1: Awesome sauce. Welcome to the podcast world. Yay! (laughs) It was Lou's first podcast. Did you have a good time? Did you have fun? Yes, I did. Yay. Yeah, if you want to, Lynn, this was her first podcast first time on the show. But if there is somebody or a subject you think we should like interview or tackle, let us know Um, what uh, if you have any comments, witticisms, Um, if you think we're awesome, if you think we're not as awesome. I don't necessarily want to read that email, but you could write us uh, backbox pinball podcast at gmail.com. Oh, Rebecca, it feels so good. It feels so good to be recording.
2: This is nice. This is nice. It does feel so good. You know what
1: else is going to feel really good? Hmm. That sandwich. That sandwich is going to be amazing that you're going to cut with your awesome knives. I'm so excited. So excited. All right. Thanks, listeners, so much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and keep flipping. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To receive updates and the latest episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at dream themes, show notes, and more, visit our website at www.backboxpinballpodcast.com. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and keep flipping!